G'day, punters, and welcome to this week's episode of Bet With Brilliance. We've got a big day of racing uh, coming on Saturday, punters. We're doing Chelmsford Stakes Day from uh, Royal Randwick uh, there on Saturday. And uh, always, as always, joined by uh, Fish. How you going, mate? G'day, Jack. Punters, yeah, going well, mate. I'm uh, looking forward to another cracking day of racing, and uh, hopefully we can find a few winners for the followers. Absolutely, mate. Bit of housekeeping off the top. You're wearing a pretty sharp looking shirt there, and you've got some, uh, and you've got some some products through Triple J there that uh, that the punters would want to know about. Yeah, yeah, got a couple of shirts now. So um, yeah, got them off a local business around where I live called uh, Porker Studios. But um, yeah, if anyone wants to grab a shirt off me, they can jump on my socials and flick me a message. But um, yeah, pretty happy with the product, and I guess the main thing is we find a few winners this weekend. Absolutely, mate. Uh, Triple J Racing for any social media site that's worth a quid, punters. That's where you want to be going. And uh, Fish has got a bit of stuff going through Telegram there as well. That if you uh, uh, want to go and have a look at some of the, the posts that he's putting up, he, this bloke's putting up big numbers, punters. He's uh, he's quit his job, as he's told me just before. Um, professional punter. So don't tell the ATO, but he's just raking it in. That's where you want to see it. Is a uh, bit of stuff on Telegram there as well. Uh, we'll do a bit of trash and treasure for the last week there, Fish. What did you find, mate? Um, yeah, my trash is a pretty easy one. Obviously, a lot of people agree with this, but um, just the, the jockeys down in Melbourne that broke the COVID rules and decided to have a bit of a piss-up. I've got no problems with them having a piss-up, and I do it every uh, every second weekend as well. But uh, obviously, they're professional athletes. They get paid a very handsome amount of money to do the job that they do, uh, their role models, especially Jamie Carr for women in sport. And, yes, um, just simply not good enough, if you ask me, especially with, um, obviously, half the country's in lockdown at the moment. So I wasn't very impressed with that. And my treasurer is Nature Strip. The beast is back this weekend. He looks in tip-top condition, um, returning after two nice trials, even though there's only one that's official, officially in the form guard. But, um, yeah, and the return of Nashville Riller as well. What about yours, mate? I couldn't have said it any better what you said there about the old Mornington Gate saga and what's happened there in Victoria. And and uh, Nature Strip will be an interesting talking point for us very soon when we get onto the Concord because uh, he's got a pretty he's got a pretty big rap sheet for that race uh, this time of the year. So so that'll be interesting, mate. My trash. I'm I'm binning Kembla Grange on a Saturday for whatever reason. Uh, there's no Metro racing at Rose Hill on a Saturday. Uh, they're taking it to Kembla Grange and it is just no good. So I'm not about Kembla Grange at all. I think with all the tracks that you've got in Sydney there, there must be a way that the midweek meetings are on the inside track on the Kenzo track and there's no no gallops on the course proper during the week on on uh, the outside circuit, Royal Randwick, and and surely that gets a run every Saturday. But um, that's one that I mean we've complained about uh, rail positions in the past. I wouldn't complain about Randwick every Saturday. Um, so my trash is Kembla Grange. The treasure is I don't know if you saw this through social media, fish, and I don't know if this is a bit of a um, this is a bit of smoke and mirrors from from the bookies throwing up some ridiculous multi that a bloke landed, but he's looped in sort of every favourite there on Saturday, like uh, like uh, Mars Crusader and that and Churath, and jagged it for an absolute fill-up. I think it was around $135,000. Yeah, it was one of those um, weekends where you sort of thought that all the favourites would, well, look like they had a chance, but I, I, I thought it was pretty easy to 
convince yourself that surely one of them will go down. But anyway, it looked like one of the easiest multis of the year. So he's done a good job there. Buddy, I, the amount of times that I've sat there on a Saturday and I thought, you know what, just in case like a few, like these short favourites do get the job done, I'll just go like, oh, we'll just chuck a few bucks in there for the multi and, and that'll pay handsomely at the end of the day and never has it landed. And then on, on Saturday, the penny didn't drop until I saw that, that he's just had an absolute, uh, an absolute fill. So uh, there's some pretty sad bookies out there at the moment. Looking back at last weekend, Fish, it was Mask Crusader and Behemoth who sort of topped the weight for age performance review from Dan O'Sullivan and that's through racing.com punters. Uh, at a 102 there by Rosser, just behind them, a 101.5. Tefane in that, uh, so Rupert Clark at a 100.6. And then you can find Spirit, Ridge, Ayrton and Properbeal all at a 100 on the wait for age review there, punish. So uh, one of the shorties or a a couple of the shorties, Properbeal and Master Crusader, Ayrton as well, featuring in that fish. There was, uh, was plenty of good performances on the weekend. Yeah, 100%. And all three of those horses you just mentioned there were first up. Um, obviously, Mask Crusader, I've got no doubt about it. There was a bit of inside bias there on the track at Caulfield. So the fact that he had 60 kilos on his back and was last at the bend, I thought it was just unbelievable, that victory from him. Uh, so I definitely came to look out for him moving forward. But, yeah, as you said, and then um, in regards to Tefane, uh, that was in the behemoth race. I thought that was an exceptional ride by Brett Preble. Um, I think it was a bit of smarts involved there. He made the move early, but for anyone who didn't watch as closely as I did, he locked Tefani in that little pocket there and didn't let him get out for a while. And in the end, only won by half a half a head. So that was fantastic. But yeah, it was exciting day of racing for sure. Yeah, and that ride on uh, on Behemoth that you speak about was was a brilliant one at that. To the detriment of my punting balance, but uh, a brilliant ride nonetheless. So I'm still financially recovering from Tefani getting beaten. Uh, speaking of the stars of the weekend, Fish, who are your stable stars? Who did you have as the, the best of the best for the weekend? Stable stars for me. I've got a bit out wide with the jockey. I've given it to Alicia Collett. Um, she's just no doubt the best jockey in the in New South Wales at the moment, especially riding outside the Metro division. I can't believe she's not riding in the city, but I think it's only a matter of time if that's what she wants to do. She's got um, 19 wins and 16 placings from her past 75 starts. Um, I think that's including a few today, but that's absolutely fantastic record. My sprint star is obvious one. It's my favourite horse, uh, Mask Crusader. Uh, for anyone who hasn't seen that win on the weekend, uh, I recommend you go and watch it because it was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, he's on track for the Everest. Uh, middle distance, I gave it to Signora Nera in the benchmark 78-1500 at Kembla Grange. Three group races and a listed race last preparation all around the 1,800 to 2,400-metre mark, and then returns here first up over 1,500, absolutely bolted home. Easily the win of the day. Uh, the bookies had already paid out of the 200-metre mark. Great ride, great ride by Brocky, but um, we'll definitely have to keep our eyes on uh, where Signora Nero goes over spring. And then the stay I gave it to Harpo Marks and Spirit Ridge because they quenelled the Premier's Cup prelude. Spirit Ridge has won two trials now, and that was his first up run, so... Want to keep an eye on him moving forward in the spring as well. What about yourself? Mate, very much the same as you. I, well, I didn't uh, – I, I obviously didn't find Alicia Collard as my jockey for the stable. I went Jai McNeil. Uh, he had a great weekend. And and I think with the, the bans that have been imposed for the upcoming spring, I think Jai's set for a massive spring punters. So keep an eye on him. Uh, Mask Crusaders, obviously the sprinter I've gone. 
Ayrton for my middle distance runner. I thought the uh, the way that he finished off there at Caulfield was absolutely elite. Uh, in the heavily, Charlie Rose on the way to a Melbourne Cup. Uh, well, Bart Cummings and then hopefully a Melbourne Cup for her. Uh, I thought she resumed really well heading towards targets like those. So keep an eye on her. I've got her as my sayer, and I think she was absolutely superb. Uh, Fish, key races on the day for Saturday. Uh, group 2, wait for age, Chelmsford over 1,600 metres. Uh, we got another Group 2, the tramway there, over 14. Uh, there's the Furious Stakes for the three-year-old fillies, over 1,200 metres. And then we've got the Concord Stakes, or the Will Nature Strip Get Rolled Stakes, over 1,000 metres. Uh, I think the track's rated a soft six at the moment there, Fish. Or soft five, sorry. Uh, any insight into the weather and what it's doing, going to do on the weekend? Yeah, soft five at the moment with the rail out four metres. Um, last meeting I thought was excellent. We had leaders winning. Then you had Private Eye come down the outside. Malunga obviously won down the outside. So I was pretty stoked with how I played that day. Uh, there's no rain forecast until Saturday, but then it looks as though on Saturday we might get 10 to 15, 20 mils. So I suspect the track will be a good, good track Saturday morning and then we'll just have to keep our eye on what happens on the day. Um, but, yeah, I see no reason why the track won't play pretty fair and, and uh, I think we'll see winners from numerous lanes and hopefully uh, the rain on Saturday is closer to the 10-millimetre mark and not the 20. Is that how you see it too, mate? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking for it to be pretty fair. I, I think I've really targeted horses that are – or I'm, I'm hoping to find some horses that will be in the first few pairs. But uh, with that being said, there's quite a few backmarkers in this as well. Uh, I'm not going to let you get away with the fact that you've just given yourself another rap for Tippy Private Eye there, uh, despite the big drift. So you did it last time and you've done it this one. Mate, you've uh, you filled your quota there. So uh, that was really good work from you, as always. Yeah, I won't talk about Private Eye anymore, but that was a good win. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get into it, punters, because race two, we'll skip the midway and the highways. Uh, if you want to go and have a look at those, uh, the stuff the fish is going to put out through Telegram on Saturdays, where you want to be. Uh, race two is over 1,100 metres. It's the Vale Nini Viscotto Stakes uh, for the Mares. It's a benchmark 78. Uh, as I get the market here, favourite at the moment from $6 into four eighty is Seller Brews. Uh, Shake at five fifty as well as Nags to Riches six fifty Patino Ruby uh, seven dollars Molly Nails seven fifty and Florage nine dollars for Spiridac and then double figures the rest. What does the speed map look like here, Fish? Yeah, plenty of pace in this race. Um, it is a little bit of a tricky map to uh, outline because there isn't any genuine backmarkers in the field, so you would suspect that the inside. Draws of the Neon Knight, Underwood and Selborose will try and shoot through and keep that spot. On Florage is probably the out-and-out leader and uh, it's coming from out wide there in Barrier 11. So there's going to be plenty of pace on. And then the horses from all the middle barriers, Spiranak, Stolen Jade, Nags to Riches, Patino Ruby, they'll just all try and slot in wherever's comfortable and, and make their moves from there. But, yeah, plenty of pace in the first race. Uh, I landed on Nags to Riches. I just think she looks very well placed here, dropping back the mare's grade. Uh, had a super win on the Kenzo, first up over 1,100 metres with Jane Mack aboard. She bolted home late. And then a fortnight ago, just had no luck at all against the likes of more profits and horses like that in the benchmark 78. So dropping back to 1,100 metres is perfect. And I think she'll be hard to hold out back to this grade. Uh, the two I'm wary of are Shake and Patino Ruby, who are both first up off of freshen up. I think 1,100 suits them more so than a fair few of the runners in this field. So 
I'm keen to play Nags to Riches in the first race, and I've got a little bit of confidence about that one. But how did you see it, mate? Uh, a little bit differently. I like the look of Cell Baru's. Uh, looks to go forward, settling the first couple of pairs with a bit of cover. Uh, J-Mac and Chris Waller go at 21%, and that could very well be the reason that this mare's already $6 into 480 punters. Uh, beaten narrowly off a three-week break by Tamerlane at Ramwick. I uh, guess the three-week break again and goes back to Ramwick, so it might be a bit of a setup to try and get the win here. It looks like a bit of a pattern for this horse. Um, went to Kembla Grange and had King of Sparta put a big margin on her, uh, and that was, uh, from memory, that was one of those really high-rating races from Dan O'Sullivan uh, in the wait for age stuff that he does. So uh, I'm thinking coming back to sort of mare's grade, hopefully – uh, she's due for a, a win because she does handle the soft ground well. So I'm going Selberoos. Selberoos. Yeah, I wouldn't talk you out of that one, mate. Selberoos has been in pretty good form, and the only query I had was dropping back to the 1100 meters. But you're getting J Mac and you got Chris Waller there, so that's a combination uh, not to go against usually. Yeah, exactly right. We'll uh, move into race four here, punters. Uh, benchmark 72. That's over the 1300 meters. Favourite at the moment, and I'm stuck on a race here. Favourite at the moment is Super Effort, $5.50. Uh, Hot Spring Gold, Zoracat and Construct, all at $7.50. Uh, $8 for High Supremacy, which is Madness, Prince, Invincible and Starman. Hoover, Lucy, $9, and then it's double figures the rest. Prince Invincible will try and lead this one from Barrier 1. Then you got some out-and-out leaders like Zoracat, Hoover Lucy for Chris Waller will be um, following Zoracat over and probably land just out the speed second pair. Then you got Brigantine, and it's for a bit of a gap to the rest. There's four genuine buckmarkers in the race. So I guess um, the tempo will be set by Prince Invincible and Zoracat, and um, I think it sort of sets it up for a few horses coming from the rear. Um, I was really taken by the debut of Starman for Chris Waller. Um, I thought the debut win was sensational. He was held up for a long, long way down the straight and only got clear running late. But when he did, he absolutely bolted home and showed a nice turn of foot. I actually think he was eased up on the line, so I was pretty impressed by that. I'm not sure if being held up and, and having full cover was maybe it was just ideal for him and he might not, it might be different if he has to win the hard way. But um, he drops five kilos as well. So I think he's great value at the $8.50 mark. And then the other one that I was looking at was Construct. Uh, he has a good fitness edge on a few here, having two 1,200-meter runs and also a narrow defeat over 1,300. So 1,300 won't be uh, any drama at all. And he comes out of a race where he was beaten by a Tiger and Malayan Coastwatch. Coastwatch won the Ming Dynasty last Saturday, so that form's been franked. And with the pace on, I think that we can look look out for a few late. How did you see it, mate? Uh, for many of the reasons that you just saw it, I'm exactly the same, Fish. I'm Buoyed by the fact that you said that the the pace will be set up a bit there early because I've got Construct, uh, much to what you said, incredible performance to the eye first up uh, or re, uh, most recently behind sort of Tiger and Malay. Construct uh, Coastwatch has come out and won since. Uh, Going to go back, but um, looks like Sam Clipperton's riding really good form punters of late. I don't have the numbers on that. I, I apologise. Uh, looks to have the weight advantage over a few of these. I think the market's going to be a really good guide, but sort of, 850 into 750 already looks like a looks like they're fixing up the price for that one punters i i wouldn't talk you out of starman fish from a market perspective because they've already clipped it from 11 dollars into eight so uh was that you that did that when they opened the markets earlier 
No, not yet, mate. I haven't touched him yet, but um, now that I can see the price coming in, I better uh, finish his podcast and put a few dollars on because, yeah, that debut win was pretty emphatic, actually. Well, uh, we'll move on to what is one of the big talking points of the day, punters. It's race number five is the Group 3 Concord Stakes over 1,000 metres, won three times by Red Zell, sorry, and, uh, and last year by Geetra. Favourite at the moment is Nature Strip at what looks like poisonous odds at $1.50, given his rap sheet. Uh, $6 into four eighty is Wild Ruler. Trekking's there at $6.50, and then it's double figures the rest. Yeah, this speed map's a bit of an easy one for me. Um, Nature Strip will lead, and Adelon will be the one putting pressure on, uh, which might be the detrimental, have a detrimental effect on Nature Strip, but... Uh, it doesn't really matter about the rest of the field because uh, Nature Strip over a thousand metres, they won't go near him. Um, I'm always taking when it's a thousand metres. I think he's the best thousand metre sprinter we've had in years. 14 starts for eight wins in three seconds. I know he's lost this race the last two years, but there's no Gee Trial, Red Zell, or Pierre in this field. Um, he's had two trials in. As I said earlier, only one official one, but I heard Chris Wallace say, on social media the other day that he's that was his second trial and he's in great form, great order. So, and the way that he looked that day was sensational. So, yeah, look, I think and and the fact that there might be a little bit of rain on race day only helps his chances. I think Adelong will. Uh, he's building a nice little record there, but if Adelong wants to get into a speed battle with Nature Strip, it's just going to um, send him packing. And I, I can see Nature Strip winning this quite well, especially if the rain comes. How did you see, mate? Mate, I'm going to stay away from Nature Strip, and it's for the reasons that you did outline there. Uh, I think it was last year beaten at a dollar forty-five in this race, and the year before was around the two dollars forty mark. Uh, Adeline going up to be a pest to Nature Strip would be an absolute godsend for me. I hope that happens for about nine hundred and yeah, about nine hundred meters of the race, because that's going to set it up for a bloke that you've tipped previously on this show and being successful to get the win. Uh, I like Wild Ruler. Great first up record. Uh, did it first up last prep, got the win, and then went on to get a couple more. Was a solid trial beating Adelong leading in. Um, so we're already seeing that little bit of a pattern there, hopefully, punters, that Adelong just sets it up to catapult this thing into the lead and get the win. Uh, loves to track and trip as well, Wild Ruler. I don't think he's formed without having a win and only sort of having the one second placing on soft ground. I don't think it's been bad form there. So I'm going to go with Wild Ruler. No, I just don't want to touch him after his uh, after his pattern the last couple of years, Nature Strip. Yeah, Wild Ruler is definitely the one that I'm worried about, and especially the no rain comes because there's something about Ramwick for Wild Ruler. He's raced there four times and won four times. So, I mean, you can't argue with that. But, yeah, I've actually changed Nature Strip's name in the form guide here. I've just wrote down Power Play. 1.5, put it in on the <laughs> One and a half times every bet that I play on the day, I'm hoping. <laughs> anyway, no, it's a great race and it'll be good to see Nature Strip return and we'll see how it goes. So it's the power play on top for fishing. I'm having a look at Wild Ruler. Race six punters is the Darley Furious Stakes. This is for the three-year-old fillies over 1,200 metres. Uh, equal favourites at the moment, four moves ahead and she's all class $4.80. Uh, Najmati at $5.00, Swift Witness $7.00. Eight fifty for D'Andretti. Your girl is there at Jamea at uh, at thirteen dollars. There, fish, and you've already been blowing up on social media for the price that she is. Yeah, mate, I can't believe the prices that we're getting about Jamea. But um, from a speed map perspective, I don't know too much about this enterprise, Pommy either. But it looks like from Barrier One, 
Uh, that position will be hers. She'll lead the race. You'll have Robo Deer and Swift Witness from the Gay Waterhouse stable, obviously going to fly straight over and she's going to want to lead as well. Uh, I think it's a positive for my bet that four moves ahead and Ruby Kisses are coming from the wide lanes. I think they'll have to do a lot of work early, especially at the Randwick 1200. So I'm hoping that it sets it up. And then you'll have the uh, Deanne Andretti coming from the rear, who is a full sister to Libertini, which is a very interesting runner. Yeah, mate, as you just said, John Mayer for me, $13.04. It's almost a repeat of what I said two weeks ago or three weeks ago, but she was a good thing beaten to last start to my eyes. Um, obviously, the less least, less said about that race, the better due to the unfortunate situation with the horse and, and also Brenton. Um, but she looked like she was ready to explode. I'm actually pretty happy with the draw of 10 this time around because... I mean, last time I wanted the inside draw. This time I don't want anything. I just want clear. I just want clear running down the straight. Brocky knows the horse well. He's um he does track work for the prices. He knew Jarmaya as a one-year-old yearling, and and um, obviously in her education days. So he rode her on a debut. So I just think there's a lot to like, and I really do think she's the best sprinter in the out of the fillies. I really do. Um, a few of the other ones I'm keen to talk about when we get out to 1400, but I got Jarmaya on top. Uh, I can't believe the pace price. Big concerns of rain. I want a good track. Uh, the danger for me is Mallory, who is also pretty good odds. She just didn't get any clear running down the straight there either. Uh, so I'm expecting her to improve second up. Four moves ahead is obviously a gun, but coming from the wide lane, I'm happy to play around. And then I'm not sure what to do with Dan Andretti first up. But I'm interested to hear who you think is going to win, mate. Mates, uh, I don't think anything's going to win. I know that Najmati's going to win. Uh, she was a huge run last start in the Quisette, beaten narrowly by Scorched Earth and Gimme Par. Now, Gimme Par is a really good filly, and I've got a pretty good opinion of Scorched Earth. She goes around on Saturday at Mooney Valley, but uh, the track could be to her detriment a bit there. Uh, she will go back and run on, but really did fly last start, and she should be a lot better second up. Uh, out to 1,200 metres and Hugh Bowman on board, a big ticks. Uh, she's had a couple of runs at Randwick. From memory, the last one she had, she was sort of chopped out of a run at the top of the straight, I think I'd said on here previously. Uh, so I'm forgiving her for that. Uh, I think that uh, I think that if she improves the sort of the 100 metres and, and things like that for for Saturday, she'll, she'll take an absolute power of beating. She'll join a, a pretty good honour roll or, or any filly that wins this race. We'll join a good honour roll fish. Uh, Libertini, Fox Flame, Winks. That's it. You can't beat that. So maybe our Libertini's full system might come through and do the same thing. My only concern with Najmati is that um, she's only had the one run over the 1,200 metres, and that was that Percy Sykes takes run at Ramwick, which uh, may have won. But, yeah, you're right. There was uh, no luck in running there, so might be able to forgive that one. But this is, this is probably my favourite race on the day. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it will be a really good race. You're right, Fish. Uh, not my favourite personally, but uh, I'll be looking forward to watching this next one for sure. Race seven punters is the Group 2 tramway stakes over 1,400 metres. Uh, one by Dreamforce a couple of times and Happy Clapper as well. Favourite at the moment is Zaki, uh, $2.05, $7 for Dreamforce. Uh, then it's sort of Lions Raw Rock, All Saints Eve, $10 and longer the rest. <coughs> Yeah, the speed map's pretty easy on this one too. I think Dreamforce will lead with Nash Willer aboard. Uh, she had the bar from the Waterhouse stable um, up the inside as well. Won't want to give up that spot. Then you'll have Man of Peace coming over. Um, 
Rock, Rock probably draws here to get the, the prime run, if you ask me. I think, I think he's going to get the second pair back in between those two leaders. Um, Zaki, yeah, he'll just find a nice spot on the outside as well. Um, I'm, I'm keen to play Rock in this race. I uh, really like the look of him second up here after he's running the 1,200-metre show county group three. I'm not allowed to mention he won that race, but it was a fast-run fast race there. Private Eye won it. Um, but it, Rock had the fastest last 600 of the race. Um, which suggests to me that he'll improve nicely here out to 1,400 metres. Uh, there's plenty of horses that are first up here, so I just think having that run under the belt for Rock is just a major advantage. Um, the Hawks stable are perfect at placing their horses in the right races, and I think they might have a good one on their hands here. Um, and, yeah, like I said before, I think he has the ideal draw if he can get a nice jump, which he didn't get last start, but sit just behind the leaders. That'll be perfect, which will – and with the pace on, that'll only aid that his fitness advantage. Zaki is an obvious danger, but I just can't see how he's a dollar ninety or two bucks. He's never won under sixteen hundred meters. I know he showed his true class last preparation and put lengths on the field every start. They were all around the eighteen hundred to twenty two hundred meter meter distance, so it'll be it'll be nice to see how he comes and he returns up. But he's that's sort of a watch for me, and uh, maybe launching to him second and third up after I see see what he does at the racetrack. But yeah, I'm keen to hear your thoughts, mate. Yeah, I'm. I'm very much the same as you. Two dollars for Zaki. I don't think you'd really get warm over fourteen hundred meters, so um, it looks like it might be just a bit of a BT for him, punters. Uh, Dreamforce just about done, I'd say, for his career. Lions Raw, uh, and uh, I mean, obviously Zaki as well. We'll probably have bigger targets in mind, not over the fourteen hundred meters, but obviously over a bit further. Uh, if you're going to use the market as a guide, $26 into 10 for All Saints Eve, but I'm going to have a look at one that's drifting in the market. I'm a bit of a glut for punishment uh, if you're listening to this show for the first time. Uh, so I'm going to tip uh, Prime Star on top again. Uh, I think second up 1,400 metres and Rewick all look really good. He stays low in the weight, trialled incredibly, incredibly well, as I said uh, sort of a few weeks ago in our last pod. Um I thought it was a really good run last start without winning. And I just think he's a really good each way player in a field like this. Uh, like I said, Dreamforce Dream sort of a bit bit of a spent force. Uh, Zaki and, and Lion Draw looking to get over further. Um, I think that Prime Star looks a really good, uh, a really good bet in this race. Yeah, I think I think we've definitely mentioned the right horses there. I have my eye on Prime Star as well. The price is perfect. Private eye form is great form, so. Yeah, Prime Stars. Um, Prime Stars a great chance at those odds. I, I totally agree with you. We're going to start handing fines out for fish, uh, bringing up Prime uh, Private Eye in this podcast, punters. But we'll take the 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 fines out of that race, and we're going to put it into the selection of this next one uh, because I think we're going to see this one the same fish. It's the Group Two Wait for Age Chelmsford Stakes. It's over sixteen hundred meters. Uh, previous winners include. Mr. Seawolf, Winks, Hartnell and Lonro won it twice. So uh, winning this is a very good-looking honour roll. Cascadian is the pretty well-backed favourite at the moment. $3.70 in from $4.40. Think it over's there, $4.67. She's ideal. $7.50, Cucaracha. Uh, Shan Ambition there at $8. And then Montefilia, the rest are longer. Yeah, mate, speed map here. You'll have a fun fact will shoot out from the Bjorn Baker's table and lead. I think Think It Over and uh, Dashing Willoughby, who I'm not sure if Dashing Willoughby will be racing, might race tomorrow, but Think It Over will chase Fun Fact over and lead. Uh, Rhea Dini will shoot up the inside. I think Order Again will shoot forward from that drawer and sit just behind them. 
And then you'll have the likes of uh, Master of Wine and Cucaracha. And then coming up the rear, you'll have Montefilia and She's Ideal. Um, for me, I've got Cascading and Think It Over as the two winning chances in this race, both coming out of the Wink Stakes. Um, Cascading, the Doncaster winner, returned first up and posted the second quickest last 600 of the race, despite copping a knock in the straight. We've all seen that. I think you just got to trust that form, stepping out to his preferred distance of 1,600 metres. Um, drawn okay on the inside there. Plenty of pace in the race, which is perfect. And like I've said, in plenty of races on the day here, I just really like the fitness edge. I mean, you look at this race, there's about six or seven horses first up. There's a few of them that are looking for a further in trip. You know, the 1600s, not their preferred distance. So right now is ideal time for cascading to strike. But then again, you look at that race and you look at Think It Over's run, and I think it was just as impressive as Cascadian's, uh, considering the trouble that he found in the straight also. And once he got out, he finally savaged the line. So Nash is a big plus for Think It Over. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to play Cascadian at the odds, and I think it's one of the better bets on the program. But interested to see what your thoughts are. Well, before I give my selection on the race fish, the likes of Cucaracha, Shan Ambition, Montefilia, even when you go down to Master of Wine, off the top of my head, Dashing Willoughby's an entry for the Melbourne Cup, uh, but I'm more than happy to be corrected there. Uh, these horses aren't going to get warm over a mile. If they do, it'll be in the last furlong, and they won't be... Well, they'll need to hang on to the tail of a certain horse in this field to get anywhere near the placings. Um, I think Cascadian is the best bet on the program and I don't see a world where he gets beaten. Uh, massive run first up at the wing stakes, uh, flying past some proper group one and group two horses. Won the Doncaster mile this, uh, this track and trip. To be fair, that was with Jamie Carr in the saddle and I think it was about six kilos lighter. Uh, but I, the track and trip will be absolutely no issue. Neither will the soft track uh, if that rain does come. Uh, I think, like I said, a lot of this field's going to be a lot better over, over much further. So the best thing that uh, the rest of this field could do is is try and hang on to the tail of Cascadian about the the 600-metre mark or the 400-metre mark and hope that uh, Cascadian drags them into the placings. It's uh, Cascadian to win this one for me. Yeah, I totally agree, mate. I had three or four winning chances in the race and yeah, you've got to take the race fitness into account, which is Cascadian and... Uh, yeah, Cascading definitely had the best run out of the last race too. So I totally agree, mate. Cascading is my best on the program as well. 440 into 350. Do you think this horse starts with a two in front of its name? I think it'll start very close to three. Um, and there's going to be a couple of scratchings going to be interesting because there's a good race at Wyong tomorrow with a, I think one or two of these horses are in it. So, yeah, I think Cascading will start in the twos and you'll have to think it over about the 350 mark. And, and then I think there'll be a bit of a gap after that. Well, prayers up for a couple of scratchings. I'll tick, they'll clip the price out, and then it's uh, on pace until race eight punters and Cascadian just defies the track pattern to get the win. Uh, we'll move forward to race nine. It's the AC Securities Benchmark 78 over 1,200 metres. A horse that has been mentioned previously, King of Sparta there at 480, J Mack and the Snowden team. Uh, Geist at $6. Eight Diamonds is $7 for the win. Saquon, $7.50, and then it's double figures the rest. What's the map doing here? Yeah, Saquon looks like he'll leave, but I'm not sure about the if Saquon's an emergency or not. Sorry, punters, I haven't looked into that. But it uh, looks as though Saquon will leave. Dubai Tycoon will be on, on its back. Lancaster Bomber from a wide draw will have to shoot forward. Well, it looks like plenty of the pace is coming from out wide. 
Um, fast Coney and High Court will shoot up the inside as well. I think the dream run in transit is going to be Cuban Royale. Um, drawn in barrier four, finally gets a good draw. Shoot over and land just behind the speed, I hope. Um, he seems to be going very well, this preparation remaining at the shorter trips. Last start was much better than a reads on paper where it was just impossible to make up ground on that track. And he produced a very good last 600 and 200. So I think he's just going to be one that might be forgotten about based on not being in the finish last start, but that's where we're getting the $12 odds and I'm happy to take it. Um, but yeah, looking at the race, I think out of the my winning chances on paper, Cuban Real has the best, best uh, seat in the race. And then I think my danger is going to be Fast Coney. Uh, his was a total forgive last start as well, just seeing no clear air at all. Nash jumps on in the absence of Brenton. He's another one that you can have confidence in running a strong 1,200. And if rain comes on the day, it'll be no dramas at all. So I'm probably going to play those two at odds, 12 and 11, and, and um, you know, play around the rest of the field at shorter odds with bad draws. What about you, mate? I'll start with uh, Saquon is the first emergency, but with two scratchings already could see him get a run. Uh, looking at uh, the site that we're using at the moment, or I'm using at the moment, part of Bluebet, who's got $6.225 for Geist. So I'm going to need every bit of that place prices I can get for this horse because placing in 50% of her start, she does not like winning, but I'm going to tip her anyway. Uh, she flew first up when beaten by more profits at Ramwick. Uh, soft form was good without going any better than third. Uh, I like the form there. Uh, Huey Sticks, 1,200 metres again, should be uh, a really good uh, really good positive for this horse. And and uh, I think she'll be running on hard again and uh, and hopefully get the win this time. Like I said before, a bit of a glutton for punishment. I was with Geist uh, first up and, and here I am again with the second up. Yeah, I think one interesting thing to look at for punters and the way that I saw this race was I sort of look at the horses like Crystal Breeze, Lancaster Bomber, Broken Arrows, Bullfinch, and, you, and, and then you have Cuban Royale and even Fast Coney. They're all sort of on that same sort of level where you're like, on any given day, one of those horses can win that race between them. And then you look at the look at the weights, three or four of those are above 60 kilos. Cuban Royale's in the race with 56. Fast Coney's in there with 57. And Geist is well into the weights as well. I just think it's um, a great idea to play those horses down in the weights in this race. Uh, especially the ones with a nice draw like Cuban Royale. So, interesting race. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing who wins it. And uh, best place to go, as I said before, could be uh, Telegram for, for Fisher's selections there come Sunday. Uh, last race on the card that we're looking at, punters, race number 10. That is the Sharp Extensive IT Handicap. It's a benchmark 94, and this one's over the 1,500 metres. Favourite at the moment is a tissue at $3.30 for Chris Waller. Uh, Batawa Takwi at uh, $8, if I've pronounced that right. Cephas at $8.50, and then it's Big Boy Roy at 11 and double figures for the rest. Looks as though all-time legend from Barrier 3 will shoot out and try and lead. And Tonto won't, won't want to give that spot up at, uh, at all, so Tonto will be there putting the pressure on. You'll have Ashman. If if it gets a start, we'll be racing over our wide to put some pressure on as well. Soldier of Love and True Detective. So there's serious pace on in this race. Um, new arrangement, Cisco Bay and Matto Ataki will be just behind the leaders. And then it'll be a situation of find a good seat in, in transit and hope for the best. Uh, the two horses I like in this race are the two overseas uh, horses. 
a tissue and Cepheus. Um, to be honest, I can't split the two, so I'm going to play the uh, the wider one in Cepheus. Um, just another overseas import trained by Matt Dunn. I would have actually preferred that they stepped out in trip a bit further than 1,500 uh, based off the last 1,400-metre run. Uh, they set a good tempo there. Frosty Rocks run, won the race. But um, if you watch the last 100 metres, the one horse to follow out of that is definitely Sophia's. He was just absolutely bolting over the line. And then a tissue, similar situation, coming out of a 1,400-metre race. Um, and same thing, it took her a while to wind up. But when she did, she was absolutely savage in that line. So I really like them to stepping out in trip. And I just think that um, with the pace in this race, with all them leaders, and it was very hard to... Um, Mention a speed map there. I think I think it's just going to set it up for those two, and they'll just be too strong late, and they're going to get better out in trip. So, have a bit of confidence there. What about you, mate? Yeah, I'll, I'm going with the tissue as well. Makes it difficult as we're recording this sort of on a Thursday night. We've got the likes of uh, Ashman, Big Boy Roy there, and uh, and even Cisco Bay, who are the emergencies. And when you look at it from a map perspective, two of those three are the pace influences in a big way. So. Um, Assuming that they come out and the tissue comes in a couple of uh, in a couple of gates, a little bit of the speed comes out and she's a little bit closer in the run. Uh, I think she will be a really good play on Saturday. She was incredible when she uh, won their first up. No, I believe that was first up. That was her first run in Australia, or a first competitive run in Australia at uh, yeah. at Randwick, and I'm and I'm correct there. Uh, K Max Sticks doesn't get pinged at the weights. Has already beaten a few of these. Uh, in her first run, uh, and she won it uh, won it quite well. So I'm going to stick with her. I think that uh, when you find a mare in form, partners, you stick with her, and she uh, won't let you down. Yeah, she's certainly a winner. You can see that in her record. She wants to win races, and uh, that won't change this weekend, I don't think. And I think uh, we might even see these two find it out of the finish. It'll be a great race, but uh, certainly a competitive one to uh, finish a good day of racing. Now, you're going your best of the day as Cascadian as well, Fish? Best of the day, Cascadian for me. Uh, race eight, 360. Next best, I've got Nags to Riches in race two, $5.50. I just really like her back to Mare's grade. And then the value for me is Char Mayer. Um, I'm going to be one happy punter when she wins the Furious Stakes because I think she could have won first up as well. But hopefully, I can get my money back here. What about you? Yeah, mate. Um, best of the day is going to be Cascadian for me. I like Prime Star at a at an each as an each way play, and uh, I like Sel Selbaros. Selbaros, I'll get that eventually. But it's uh, in race two. I think she's pretty well placed there on Saturday. Uh, as I bring up the the calendar to take a bit of a look into the future, as I said off the top, punters, uh, Triple J Racing on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter for all of uh, all of the content that fish. Puts out there. He's got a bit of stuff going through Telegram as well. So if you want to get around that, go and have a look. He's got some uh, some pretty flash T-shirts there as well. Maybe even a stubby cooler. Am I right, Fish? Yeah, mate. Got some stubby holders. Got some shirts now. So, yeah, it's all going pretty well. And I'm pretty excited to have that all that sort of stuff going out and about. And really stoked with the, uh, the amount of people that are repping the shirts and pretty keen to support the page. Absolutely. So get around that as well. That punters as well as obviously Brilliant Racing on Facebook, Instagram and and Twitter there, and I'll be punching out a bit of content there as well over the next couple of days. Uh, another little on-air production meeting, Fish and Punters, this is yet to be confirmed, but uh, next time you'll be hearing from us could be Mukaibi Diva Stakes Day from HQ in, in Melbourne at Flemington. So uh, 
that'll be the group. That's the group one for the day over the 1600 meters there. Like I said, yet to be confirmed, but we're back to our little on-air production meetings. Um, so we'll be back in your ears in a couple of weeks. Until then, bet up and have a fill up on the weekend, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, mate, it certainly only gets better from here, mate, getting into spring. So cheers, guys. Hope everyone has a good weekend. And, uh, yeah, thanks again, Joe. Cheers, mate.